File sharing is a crime, and I'm not going to be anally raped so you can listen to Usher. All right, welcome back, friends. It's MJ, Tiara, Lindsay, and Dean here to discuss episode five of The Boondocks, A Visit from the Health Inspector, uh, where we get some background information on our friendly neighborhood prosecutor, Tom, um, his, I don't want to say irrational, but bizarre fear of being anally raped in prison. Um, And in this episode, that fact comes to light as he is arrested for a crime he did not commit and the boys go on an adventure um to figure out who the real culprit is of course because you know he didn't want the he didn't want the kids to tell grandpa because god forbid there was an adult trying to help (laughs) (laughs) yes because you know the smartest ones excuse me you know the smartest ones are of course Huey and right i mean let's just be honest Um, you know, the there. most resourceful as well. So we're gonna we're we're gonna go with the I probably would call them too. Let's let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And maybe say ask grandpa to, you know, have a little bail money. But other than that, you guys figure it out. It's just, you know, it's like the um what were the like uh Scooby Dooby Doo kids? What were they called? The yeah. yeah, there you go. It's like it's like I would call them. Yeah. You know, they would figure shit out. <laughs> Uh, Before we get too deep into this episode, we should talk a little bit about, uh, well, let's see. um, We found out this week that HBO Max uh, does not have the episodes of the Boondocks in the same order that they originally appeared. So uh, our next episode doesn't, doesn't do anything about right now, but our next episode is actually a different one than what HBO has HBO Max has it listed as. So we're going to make a big point of that next week when we talk about Gangs Delicious instead of, uh, what was the other one? The Deal. Yeah. And uh, Adult Swim yeah. as well. They, yeah, they changed everything. We noticed that recently when we went to yeah. watch. And we were like, oh, cool. So I guess we're just going to stick to you two. Kind of uh, weird. Yeah, I was say, y'all fancy. <laughs> oh, oh, honey, I'm a teacher. And I know other teachers, <laughs> and we have everything <clears throat> thanks to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it didn't start uh, out that way, but last year uh, I added some. I added somebody with a Disney Plus login, and so now I have like almost everything. I need to find someone with Shutter, but yes. teachers apparently don't watch horror movies. But whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're like lame. Absolutely. Uh, one one thing Dean absolutely wants me to say he's he's definitely more like into the 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 dynamics outside of the actual show like how many people are listening which for me I'm like cool there's people listening but he's really excited because we've reached we've gotten we've gone over uh, 230 downloads for our first five episodes so that's awesome that's dope fire fire flames that's great yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't ever do that. That called that that. Oh, I, I suck at it too. <laughs> it's I'm horrible at it. 
Did you guys know? Yeah, there we go. There we go. That's that's close to it. So you guys know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> oh God. Um. Yeah. So shit. Last time we uh, we met. Let's see. The president was sick. Um. And now he's Im- Im- immune. You know. Just yes. so you know. Uh, <laughs> well, not enough for his son not to be. Um, now, right? you know, Baron, uh, who I have to say, every time I look at him, I was like, wow, you have grown. Um, he's yeah, like he's 70 feet tall. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to I mean, start Melania is like seven feet tall. So. <laughs> Somebody tweeted, Baron's about to have a whole basketball career to make up for Trump's uh, tax debt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I. <sighs> Damn it. That's funny. Like, I honestly try my best to, like, keep out of the kid thing when it comes to politics. Like, kids are off limits. But Jesus Christ, that poor kid, I hope to God they have a good therapist for him. (laughs) I mean, look at all the other siblings, all the other Trump siblings. And that poor kid is just, like, he's... Right. He's got no chance. (laughs) Unless, you know, both mom and dad go to prison and he goes to live with, you know, Aunt Mary, who's the sane one, apparently. Yeah, mm. and who's somewhat normal. Um, yeah, it you you see it though. You see it in his face and behind his eyes. Like I just am right. here. Right? Why? I think like he. I I honestly wonder like, if he's autistic. Yeah. And because when what I see when I look at him is somebody who's just like mm-hmm. I'm here. My body is here, but my mind is absolutely somewhere else. And I've got my own little world, and nobody fucks with me. And you know the few pictures yeah. that I've seen by him seen uh, supposedly done by him because there was a whole thing I think on Twitter not that long ago about art by Baron that was snuck out I guess mm-hmm. his photography um, no his his drawings uh, apparently he likes oh. drawing anime characters um, and oh, he is currently um, really interested in certain attributes of certain anime characters so <laughs> she says you know <laughs> pretending sure. to hold her what Norman <laughs> No. So, wait, what is they, it though? Long lung surgery or whatever that Melania had to go have? Uh, I don't remember what they kept calling it. Like, I oh, she has one. to have lung surgery or she has to have back surgery or something. So everyone kept saying, like, nice back, Melania. Oh, yeah. But I don't remember when she got the what it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Melania was definitely a little older when she had him. Um, you know, and we unfortunately, yeah. we know what, you know, what what the, the numbers are, what the statistics are, you know, when the birth happens later in life. And then, unfortunately, for you to have, you know, the sperm of, mm. the you know, Trump mm-hmm. being responsible for you, that doesn't seem like that's, you know, a good shot. Like you said, look at the other kids. I mean, SNL does it the best <laughs> when they, you know, when they make fun or not make fun, but when they, you know, have the kids, especially the older ones in skits, it's just like, Right, you hit the nail right on the head. Like they played them so well, um, and they're very much like a Stepford, yeah, type of family. Oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like there was that um, video that was going around of Trump like chastising them or something, but it was supposedly a present he was giving them. Like it was fucked, and these are fucking adults that he's talking to like that, and they're like, "Thank you, Father. Yes, Father. I understand, Father." Like it was gross, uh, it was so fucking gross. They obviously don't. Um, use you know Google <laughs> and and find out your your father is not as rich as you think. So whatever you're doing, for whatever you know, a little bit of an inheritance you think you're getting, stop it. Go find mm. something that you can do with your life. 
But we know that's not going to happen. No. I think that's a little bit of karma. Karma. So. Mm -hmm. Born to grift. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that was the the biggest news last time we met up, you know, was that he was, you know, in the hospital. Yeah, he was still in. He had been in for a couple of days when we recorded last time. And mm-hmm. then he was magically Did cured, you? and now it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. he feels 20 years younger or some shit. And he's mm-hmm. holding, you know, but, massive events every day now. But he looks like he can't breathe. Right? He looks like his breathing is still very oh, labored. Oh, I have, um, a, I have a good one. I wish I'd actually saved the statistic on my phone, but I was looking at, wait, at the early voting and um, the numbers and— in most of the states that have early voting, they're having record numbers of voting happening. And in places mm-hmm. like Texas, people are standing in line for 12, 15 hours, but they're doing it. And they're forcing those wow. places to Love stay it. open. And, like, I'm, I have had a really hard time being hopeful <laughs> about everything that's happening right now. But, yeah. like, yeah. my friends who—I have friends in Houston— who God love them. I don't know why they're still in Texas, but I have friends in Houston who were freaking out because of, uh, you know, the governor trying to say that every county could only have one ballot box. And then um, it was actually, that was again, overruled by one of, you know, Trump's appointees today, actually. The, so, but anyway, those places where they were, they were talking about how many people were standing in line and how long the lines were. And so, that's super promising. That's awesome. Yeah. Fingers uh, Unfortunately, here, they're are finding mm-hmm. yeah. um, the illegal, right. illegal GOP, boxes. California yeah. GOP. Come on now. Yeah. And they found, you know, some loophole, <laughs> mm-hmm. which they say that allows them to have the boxes because, you know, they were collecting them and turning them mm-hmm. in. You can't do that. You know, when somebody turns it in, they have to sign and they have to be somebody in your household or you know, whatever. It can't just be, oh, we're collecting, we're going to turn them in. Like, what kind of bullshit do you guys think you're pulling? And they refuse to remove them. Yeah. So I'm interested to find out it's what's going to happen there because all of those, they're probably not going to be counted. Like, if if everything happens the way that it should, you know, because we don't know how tainted yeah. they are. But look what they're pulling already. You and know? it's so, so funny that this this political party that has been swearing up and down that they want to end voter fraud and that voter fraud is this terrible problem that they are trying to fix. And yet every single instance of voter fraud that is happening is being mm-hmm. done by Republicans right now. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. single one. Mm-hmm. Every last one. All the ones that they're mysteriously finding, all the ballots that they were finding in, in the, the river. rivers. Like, <laughs> and right, that was like, like, like eight and it was an accident and it wasn't in the river. It was just like they were disposed of by accident and it was like totally taken care of and admitted to. And, you know, there was no fucking conspiracy. <laughs> no, no. Like, it is what it is. And that's what's like so alarming is that they're so blatant mm-hmm. with it. And it's like, and what? That's what their attitude right, is. At like, this point, we did yeah. it. What what now? Because they've yeah, gotten so away with it for <laughs> yeah, how many hundreds of years? <laughs> hundreds of years, right? Right. It's just yeah. like a child. So, we talked about this on our my other podcast. Like you gotta call them out mm-hmm. the first time, or they're gonna just mm-hmm. keep doing fuck shit until mm-hmm. you finally bring down the hammer. And who's gonna bring down the mm-hmm. hammer? What I yeah. feel like really yeah. sucks, right? Is like mm-hmm. I'll so, wait. Tell me, <laughs> we're all like the three of us. We're in very close the same like generation band like we're we're all within a couple of years of each other and so mm. like 
I remember the first time I was able to vote for president. It was such a letdown because I was 21 and it was fucking gore that I had to vote for. But lesser of two Mm. evils, I voted for gore. And what happened? We got Bush. And from then, like, I've never, I voted for Obama because he was, again, lesser of evils. But with him, it was a little more hopeful, lesser of two evils. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I actually Mm -hmm. think, as I think I said on this podcast, I actually think that he did a good centrist job, which essentially is what you would want a president to be like. But, you know, mm-hmm. actual centrism versus what is being touted as centrism. Like, actual centrism is people can find jobs and have housing and food. That should be, like, the base civil right. But mm-hmm. for some reason, mm-hmm. that's, like, massive leftist when you say stuff like that now. So, yeah. Uh, it's like, how dare you <laughs> not want people to live on the freeway? Right? Yeah. Oh, God. Or my neighborhood Facebook group where one of the fucking people posted pictures of an encampment basically shaming them. And it's like, we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Everybody's having a really hard fucking time. Why do you need to do that? Why do you need to degrade somebody who already could be at one of the lowest points in their lives? Why would you do that? Mm -hmm. Like, this Mm -hmm. fucking world, this country at least, is lacking empathy as a whole. The world as well. That's... Huge, yeah. It's um, I don't know when that became when we exchanged that for whatever we exchange it for. <laughs> right. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like for whatever be- the behavior that we have now. Like when did that become an even trade? And the decision was made like worldwide. Yeah, you know, or just human human being. You know, are just why? Um, I don't get it. That's something that I notice just every single day. Um, holding a door open for somebody, especially now, like. Nobody's telling you to lick somebody in the face <laughs> and all in the mouth, you know, but holding the door open for somebody, it it says a lot. It, it you know, it can help your day move along a lot better. It, it provides a lot of positive energy um, and people don't do it because they're so self-absorbed. It drives me crazy. I think that's why accidents happen. You know, automobile accidents. It's people really being too self-absorbed to pay attention to just what's going on on the road, which is something you're supposed to do when you're behind a vehicle. Oh, yeah. You know, when you're behind a big machine, that's thousands of pounds. Um, but yeah, that's too hard. It's too much like right. So people don't do I feel do like uh, they're like interconnected, these things, like the self being self-absorbed and also kind of like politics and society. It's like society got so depressing at a point, right? Like the rich <laughs> are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer, d d d The world is so cold and hard. And it's hard to find people to trust and to believe in. Nobody has your back and shit. So when people feel like I can't put my faith in anyone else, nobody else is there for me, I'm just going to focus on me, me only. It's all about me and my grind and my kids. And mm-hmm. that, it's like a loop. It's horrible. It's negative. Like, I think I've said it on this podcast. Um, to me, the whole point of the pandemic was you are your brother's keeper. Hello, everybody, the whole world. This was the lesson. If one goes down, yeah. we all may go down. Yeah. So, yeah. but people don't get yeah. it. They did not get it. No. I mean, I think the things that people took away from it the most, I was talking uh, to somebody who I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to collaborate with. And we were just talking about the thing that's going to make us stronger, continue to make us stronger, is the fact that we want to see other people get ahead. We mm-hmm. want to, you know, see 
that growth within society. We want people to be able to take this time. Like I've said before too, I think the universe was saying, you guys shut up, sit down, step to, you don't have this. I'm going to go ahead and take control now. Yep. And the things that it was providing us, like that quiet time to be with your family or that time for you to make that bread and then start selling that bread because that's something you've been passionate about. Um, and some of us utilize that time and utilize this time for the, you know, the best and, you know, for hopefully the advantage of ourselves, but the advantage of those around us, you know, and trickle down effect. But then some of us are just still kind of like hands out, you know, complaining, waiting for something for else for them to complain about. I was telling hubby today, I'm not ready for shit to open back up. Well, it's it's I not going to. Every every state in our country right now has rising cases. We are going into oh. what should have been all along a a heavier fucking lockdown than we had in the first place. Like we're yeah. every, like it half just, the states in this country are are showing record numbers. Like numbers higher yeah, than in the summer. Which is surprising because here in in Sacramento, we just opened up Schools were given That's the, the AOK to reopen. Places that are opening and up I'm are like, where it's all happening. Oh, opening I know. Up is and I, and I'm early. definitely aware of that. Oh, I'm definitely, because I, I believe my children are not going back. Right. You know, we filled out the survey and I said, no, mine are not coming back. Good. Not hybrid, not lowbrid, not whatever else you want to call it. They are not coming back. So at least until well after, you know, the, the winter, mm-hmm. you know, we're entering the time when everybody gets sick bronchitis and and the flu and just mm-hmm. the common cold. Let's throw corona on it. But let's just open back up, guys. Right? Let's go. Let's start talking about Christmas and everything else. I'm not worried about a Christmas or Thanksgiving. Let's talk about how fast a head cold goes through an elementary school. Because, mm-hmm. actually, oh. shit, let's talk about how fast a stomach flu goes through an elementary school because that's faster. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. all of the years that I have worked with children... <laughs> I've I've been very lucky because I'm kind of um, OCD about washing my hands and using hand sanitizer long before Corona. But yeah. like even even when I was a nanny and the kids that I nannied for it was just the two kids. When their elementary school got hit, I got hit because they ended up throwing up on me. <laughs> so yeah. like that shit happens so fast. Like and <clears throat> stomach like viruses, they're they're airborne. It's just kind of like, just like Corona. Yep. So mm. with the common cold, it is air, yep. you know, as well. But it's more the touchy. It's more the snot. It's more of like that. The running but with that, it, that's and, yeah. 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 And so that spreads just as fast. I didn't even think about like the stomach bug. Mm. Like, because there's always a stomach bug that goes along with just right? that flu. That's just the common cold <laughs> base. So like, I'm thinking yeah, of guys, elementary school go. and what happens like right now, if this was a normal school yeah. year, we would be head deep into flu season already. Mm-hmm. And then stomach flu yeah. season is right around the bend because it, ha- it always seems to happen as you get the later in the year. And then again in like well, the Well, think spring. about it. It's <laughs> Halloween. You know, Halloween, everybody, the kids are touching. Mm-hmm. They're exchanging candy. They're doing all that. And then all of a sudden, two weeks later, yeah. there's this huge, you know, influx of a cold. And yeah, so... Playing with their candy yeah, I, and then putting it back in the bucket because they can't mm-hmm, have any until later. And then mm-hmm, not washing mm-hmm. their hands and then picking it back up again with the gross that's still on yep. there. and. Ugh. Okay. And gobbling it down, <laughs> then sucking their fingers. Dean yeah, is laughing all that. because all that I am so, I, I'm totally squeezed out by all that kind of shit. Like, yeah, I was going to say, you're like, squeezed out. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, I, I'm so, when I am in a situation where I'm faced with body fluids and all of that, like, I've worked in, in healthcare and in, in childcare for my entire 
more than my entire life, since I was 15. So there is nothing that I haven't seen, nothing that hasn't gotten on me. I've been pooped on. I've been beat on. I've been puked on a million times. I've been bled on. Like, the only thing that really grosses me out is phlegm. (laughs) Like, I can mostly handle it, but fuck, I fucking hate it. It's pretty gross. It's pretty gross, Yeah. yeah. Nasty. And all the variety of ways that it can come. Right. So I, I yeah. get you there. Like, it's, yeah, it's pretty gross. So, <laughs> Textures. Got you there. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> Nobody's going to hit on you for that one. Yeah. Next on my autistic yeah. life. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, you said textures, so and like, I immediately was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is, though. But it is. That's, yeah. It's, that's, <laughs> you've had babies or been around babies or anything, like, you know. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, um, and... It's something, you know, that's innate in us, something within, you know, being a woman. Because I can remember just like going, what is this brown stuff on the wall? And without a hesitation, like scratching it, <laughs> smelling it, not really tasting it, but sometimes maybe going, is it could be, you know, chocolate. yeah, and you just, and it's, it's, it's something, it's something you do <laughs> yep. and you just keep it moving, you know? Um, I was a master at picking my- the kid up and smelling him before the kid even knew I had picked him up. <laughs> Oh God, that's just that all and you know, another another great thing about being a woman there. Just that's what this episode about. Everybody's like, what is this? What episode is this? What did I don't remember this? A visit from the house (laughs) woman inspector. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's along the lines. We're getting there, guys. We're getting there. How we talked. (laughs) Yeah, we talked around it a little bit earlier and then we veered off again. Yeah, <laughs> um, but um, one of the uh, one of the things that um, uh, let's see, what should we start with? Should we start with uh, the um, the racial side of things or the political side of things on this? because oh, uh, <laughs> those are the two big like things in this episode. Yeah, right. yeah, and I know that the you know the clips that you guys have are pretty important, pretty imperative to kind of both sides of that. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe kind of starting when we can lead into um, one of the clips, you know, very, very soon after okay. we kind of talk about it. So um, I know that the the ones that you chose, yeah, to yeah. those were, and the cop ones, the yeah, cop, so, um, very yeah. telling. So that is actually, that's a perfect thing. Um, so... This is the clip. This is a clip after, uh, oh, my brain. After Tom gets arrested uh, and basically accused of of, uh, murdering somebody. Why are you doing this to me? You know what this is, man. It's fucking racism, man. You were at the wrong place at the wrong time. And you just happen to fit the description. Now, if you admit you killed him... I didn't kill anyone! Look, even if you didn't kill him, just admit that you killed him. I promise you, you won't go to jail. Smack on the wrist. I promise you. Wait! Stop! You can't be serious. I'm a prosecutor. I'm never gonna fall for this. It's okay. okay. <laughs> it's wow. still going. Um, yeah, the the you know spoiler alert. Uh, he did start to fall for it just ten minutes later. Um, so, besides the fact that it's just kind of ridiculous, the good cop bad cop mentality that literally does do this to suspects, especially suspects mm-hmm. that are more vul- vulnerable. 
um, it's the black cop playing the good cop and telling him, you know, if you just confess, you know, this will all be over. You'll be able to go home. Everything's fine. Like, and I think that it's really important that it was the black cop being that uh, because just because you're black, it does not excuse you when you are propping up uh, racist institutions. So, like, mm-hmm. when I say things like all cops are bastards and people are like, well, would you say that about the black cop? Yes, I would because they are choosing to work in an industry that is systemic, that has systemic racism and not do anything about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are facts, over like proven facts, that um, cops who do do the right thing, quote-unquote, are chased out of their jobs. They're not the ones that succeed yeah. and, and you know, become lieutenants and captains and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That just happens. Yeah. It just happened to a police officer. Yeah. He was talking about, um, you know, how it's not okay for you to just stand back and watch your fellow officers do the things that, you know, were done to, uh, like, George Floyd. And he was talking on TikTok. He had, you know, he, oh. he kind of received his fame through mm-hmm. TikTok. And so he did two or three posts about it. And next thing he knows, you know, he's being called to the office and he's telling everybody, you know, he, he does a post and he says, you know, well, I'm coming in on my day off because I'm being called in. Next post, he says how he was let go. And, you know, it was because he spoke, you know, he spoke disparagingly against the, the you know, yep. against the industry as a whole, not even directly his department, but. You know, he, 16 years, I I think I recall, he said, or if not more, that he had been in the role and, you know, had recommend or commendations and, you know, was well respected. And by all, you know, all intents and purposes, he was doing what he was supposed to do and was, you know, a good cop. Um, and as soon as he decided to speak up, they showed him just how much of a good cop they thought he was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that, that was very recent. That happened within the last two to three months. Damn, I missed that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to find uh, his name um, and share that. But yeah, that prime example. You know, when you, how do you reconcile with? And I, I think it should be very simple with watching your counterparts do wrong and murder people, um, and you just sit back and say nothing because you want that pension, or you stand up and you say something. What? I just feel like I would leave a much better life if I stood up and said something instead of just kind of sitting back and and cowering. I don't feel like you know. Yeah. Anybody at, oh, go ahead. No, no, you can go. <laughs> you know I'm gonna rant. You know I'm gonna rant. True. So. True. So. Okay. It's, mine's mine's pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> um, shit. I was just basically gonna say, you know, nobody nobody joins the police force thinking that they're gonna be like. Like you, you know what the fucking police do. You know what happens. You know what mm-hmm. it turns you into. You see it every day. And yes, there are good cops who do good things, but they are quiet when the bad cops do bad things, and that makes mm-hmm. them bad cops. So mm-hmm. you joining mm-hmm. that organization, you are choosing to join a bad organization. That is not one yep. that is going to be reformed from the inside. Seattle has shown that. We've been in reform measures for a decade now, and we're still getting the fucking protest. protesters are <laughs> shit. Actually, something I saw today made me laugh so hard, and I just have to share it. Um, some uh, a, a person who probably was not in full control of their faculties today uh, took a flaming piece of wood and shoved it into a p- cop car, in Seattle and caught the car on fire. 
And it just made me laugh so hard. Like, the cop had to go to the hospital with minor injuries. And I was like, oh, okay, this is not a story. Why? (laughs) Yeah, like, that, thanks for sharing. Uh, Uh, But, like, that's that's what's happening in Seattle now. People are just getting ornery. (laughs) And getting to that point, um, hubby decided, he looked up really quickly the name of that officer. Um, Jaquay D. Williams. J-A-Q-U-A-Y. Um, D, obviously, and then Williams. And he was identified as Officer Williams on TikTok. Um, yeah, so he's uh, from North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, so he found that. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate you. Appreciate your help. So, yeah, so that's for, you know, anybody that's, you know, any of our listeners. And then, you know, for you ladies to kind of look up if you're not familiar with Absolutely. it. Um, but, yeah, so that's... just unfortunate perfect example of somebody trying to do the right thing and what happens but you know he was upset and I think he was more upset because he was he felt disrespected Mm -hmm. um and um but I think for him it was like it is what it is like you know it you know I'm sure that he's probably having a nice little um I'm sure he knew it was unlawful Like, yeah. at this point, like, yeah. he probably was like, I'm doing this and going to try and get away with it as long as I can. And here we go. Getting fired. I mean, North Carolina, he should have right. known. He shouldn't be surprised. But I'm sure a little, you know, unlawful, you know, dis- uh, discharge suit. Um, I hope so. You know, a little something. A little something can help him out because he deserves it. But yeah, so just then wanted to uh, throw that out there while he looked for it. And while I remembered. Fantastic. But yes. Lindsay, I know I'm ready, girl, because I know right. you have some knowledge to drop. Oh, no. I, I mean, you I'm in a space cadet mode, though, anyway. But there's just so many things. And it all comes <laughs> back full circle, like how we started at the begin, talk, beginning, talking about, like, the self-centeredness, the politics, mm-hmm. and people and their shit, um, and the police force. Like, I think people do, honestly. Now, in 2020, I, don't, I hope nobody is joining the police force thinking they're going to change it from the inside. I do think— That's where I was going from, when I, yeah. Yeah. When I was younger, I had friends who are still friends who wanted to be police officers and they knew were a little more woke than most and really thought they were about to join this shit and change it from the inside. All of them dropped it, um, especially uh, one of my best girlfriends who's on the podcast with me. She hardcore tried out for the police force. I want to say five times, couldn't get the physical. Um, And then like one of the sergeants approached her and they were basically like, you know, um, training her to to get into it. They were basically going to get this girl in. And then she said, though, being in those training sessions, she was like, oh, hell no, I'm not doing this. But here's the thing. Like, so this is the macro part of the rant about people and behaviors, y'all. And I almost tweeted this today because I spent the afternoon arguing with my best friend because what you all need to stop doing, I don't care if it's friendship. I don't care if it's your job. Please normalize how they keep doing this, please normalize. Please normalize standing up for what's right and telling the fucking truth over blind allegiance. Mm, Why are you dealing with Donald Trump right now? Because your ass couldn't do this at any level. And I know there's consequences for doing this, but hello, if you give a fuck about humanity or like even when you said MJ, I'd have a better quality of life, I feel if I were a police officer and I spoke the truth, that's because you have fucking morals and you're a good fucking person. And a lot of people, <laughs> it's not that you're a bad person, but it's that they're too scared and worried about what happens if I really tell it like it is. Like, I'm going to be thrown out. I'm going to be ostracized. I'm not going to be able to find another job, man. Mm-hmm. Fuck that shit. I'm sorry. Maybe I shouldn't curse so much on this podcast. No, there's tons of people that, that start over. That's all you want. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that noise. Like the point we across. can be NC seventeen. Yeah. It's all good. You good. will find better your, be. No. You'll find you will find maybe people who are interested in your story. At least at least this is my belief. What do I know? I mean, this could be I am very naive about a lot of things, or maybe not naive is the word, but just very like, you know, hey, it's all gonna work out right in the end. Silver mm-hmm, lining. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, but I would rather be a homeless bum bitch ranting on the corner than be some police officer racist pieces of shits little bitch now that's me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i sleep well at night i don't give a fuck i told y'all how i love my job i'm not gonna do it i just don't understand how you can be internally sound inside if you're out here playing to somebody else's tune suppressing Mm -hmm. other people hurting other people Mm -hmm. like Start standing up and telling the fucking truth. And live your truth. Like, live it loudly. Yeah. Um, because that's what so many people aren't doing. Yeah. And when you're doing that, it's like you can you can see it from a thousand miles away. You know, that you're just full of shit, you know, to to say it the, the simplest way possible. Um, so I love everything that you said. Truth and fire and what you just said. All and- the way around. Uh, my thing with it too, though, is if you feed them, I'll be quick with it. You feed the monster, the monster is going to eat you eventually. So all you people selling out, you know, all of you, like this officer, I mean, I'm sure I'm so happy and he, it was honorable of him to speak out. But again, he was a part of this thing for a long time. I, you know, I don't know his path, his journey, not my right to, t- to totally judge it. But you mm-hmm. finally came out and said, hey, you know, this is going on. This is what's messed up. This happens. That happens. Um, and they cut you? Yeah. I mean, that's what the monster is going to do. And I would imagine he did kind of have to know. I'm like, you know what I mean? When you're in it that long, mm-hmm. yes, it's jarring mm-hmm. when it actually, they turn on you. But mm-hmm. that's what they're all going to do. You get me? I'm talking to all of you. Anyone who's kind of in these yeah. bullshit jobs, these bullshit organizations, uh, kissing someone's ass, um, singling a victim out, uh, the people in the army, look at all the sexual abuse they were talking about at Fort Hood and stuff. Oh, Y'all. And they're finding bodies. Are they yeah, I, finding more than just, oh, oh yeah, there wow. Were like at least three or four the last time I looked. I haven't, I haven't followed it that much because I've been trying to detox a little from the news. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, getting yeah, you need to sometimes. A little too angry. <laughs> That's crazy. And this is our, this is our service. Yeah. This is these are the you know what I'm saying and the 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 good old boy kind of aspect of mm-hmm. and way of thinking trickles down everywhere you know it's yep. and it's present everywhere and the fact that you are supposed to have respect for another soldier you know just as you are whether it's man or woman and the fact that that is not there that's well and it that seems scary. to be like and, Hispanic soldiers are the ones who are disappearing like I I feel like this is more than just. I feel like this is Trump-based, yeah. honestly. Like, I feel like all of his rhetoric is just amplified when you're in the armed mm-hmm. services. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. <sighs> I hate to think about it. It's amplified it. for anybody, it seems like, anyway. It's just allowing people to, you know, live that nastiest, you know, part of themselves yeah. and, and, and their thoughts and allows them to feel like it's okay for them to live it out loud because we have a president who does that, you know, and who's on Twitter 9,000 times a day (laughs) saying the most idiotic and, you know, toxic things that somebody could say, Um, especially the leader of the free world. Mm. Um, You know, so it's, it's, it's very jarring, but it's telling. And I just 
I want people to, you know, to really step up. Those people that like us that support him, I said on my, you know, my pod last week, I said, those of you that, you know, that feel like, no, he's done great and this is great and blah, 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 blah. Those of you that choose to live in delusion is what I basically said. Let's have a conversation because I want to find out what we can do for you. Are we going to, you know, get you a headspace, you know, um, um, subscription so you can talk to somebody weekly? Are we going to give you to the church so they can pray over you? What is it that we're going to do so that you can get out of this crazy delusion that makes you think that this guy is has done something great and that he should be put in the books, you know, as far as one of the great presidents? I, 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 I can't fathom. I just, I, yeah, that's my rant. Okay, I'm done. No, you're perfect. It's the migraine. The migraine just oh. is pushing there. It's like, here, say oh, this. I get that. No. Totally. <laughs> Yes. Uh, but speaking of uh, of politics, I guess, um, that actually is kind of the other theme of this episode, but it's kind of on the down low. So, um, so okay. <clears throat> and Dean, please correct me if I get mess this up because he's he's good at like the, the linear stuff. I'm good at the color commentary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, I think in our first episode, we talked about, or was it the first episode that Ed Wensler showed up in the garden party? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we talked about how um, Ed Wensler III is uh, basically George W. Bush and, um, you know, how he's being essentially um, propped up to be the future president. and, you know, there were Secret Service people around. And, like, so there's all of that. We know that there are politics running through this somehow. So in this episode, uh, you had the Xbox killer, which was the um, the the main quest that they were supposed to go on. But then they mm-hmm. went on a side quest because they needed to get a tasty beverage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> little Pulp Fiction uh, uh Easter egg there. God, my brain's so tired right now. <laughs> I'd even, oh my gosh, I'd even pick up on that. I'm so mad at myself. Oh, but I there's didn't, so I didn't many that. little, there. oh, Samuel Jackson playing, um, um, what's his name? Gin Rummy. Samuel Jackson playing Gin Rummy is like one Pulp Fiction quote after another in this. Um, actually, let's go ahead and do uh, my next clip. That but I always say the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. What? Simply because you don't have evidence that something does exist does not mean that you have evidence that something doesn't exist. What? What country are you from? What? What ain't no country I ever heard of. They speak English in what? What? English, motherfucker! Do you speak it? Yeah. So you understand the words I'm saying to you? Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is that there are known knowns and that there are known unknowns, but there's also unknown unknowns. Things we don't know that we don't know. What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more time. So that was an obvious Pulp Fiction at the end there. Um, But kind of the point of that clip and what he was saying was what they were saying in the lead up to the second Iraq war, where they were saying, you know, Iraq has weapons of mass destruction. And, you know, the people who were sent in to find it were like, we can't find any evidence of that. And Bush and Rumsfeld, who were like, um, oh, well, just because we can't find it doesn't mean they're not there. Like, I can't, I tried to find yes. the, the actual wording they used, but I remember that. And um, 
So Gin Rummy being Rumsfeld, he's obsessed with, you know, uh, the machismo of war about, you know, shooting people and and just the violence of it. Whereas, you know, like we said before, Wunsler Third is more like, you know, the good old boy who just wants to do drugs and get drunk and, you know, fuck women. And uh, But because mm-hmm. Ed Wunsler Third is the one who has the clout, he's the one who's leading everything, and he goes to his friend Rummy, a.k.a. Rumsfeld, and then they basically start this big war— at the convenience store mm-hmm. against someone who didn't have any weapons. <laughs> yes, so, <laughs> yes, uh, yes. And then at the end, they're, they're the heroes because, you know, they're they're the white men in this situation. They're the Americans. Yeah. Yeah, so, so there was no way that they were, you know, they were, um, you know, at fault by anything, even though there was a police officer who had all his faculties about right? him. Right. Um, that could oh. see in here. Hey, but... that's actually, that's Lindsay. Why don't we, well, let's play yeah, yours. Like, yeah. I knew this was going to go, go together. It. Yeah. <laughs> officer, this motherfucker got a gun pointed at you. You want to die? What? Do you want to die? I, I don't want to die. He does not have a gun. He does have a gun, officer. Trust me. Man, fuck this shit. Whose side you on? Mine or this motherfucker who's obviously of terrorist descent? Wait, I think I can see the gun now. So, like, the police are like soldiers. We don't see anything. We don't. Oh, maybe we do. Maybe we see them. Wait, over here. Oh, yeah, oh, I that's see where it. they're telling us to go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I see it. That's freaking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, with the. When you have all that and and that knowledge that that's, you know, all the references, it makes it a very powerful episode. And, you know, without that, it's kind of like, well, what you're looking for, you know, what what the meaning is and the, you know, the the some, you know, the symbolism of it. Um, but, yeah, understanding those two characters and that is it's yeah, that's pretty crazy because the guy's like, I have my hands are up. Both of my right. hands are up. Look, I don't I have, have no anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is great. Yeah. So especially when you live through that, because it was very clear that living through that whole thing very much seemed like a soap opera. God, right? You know, and it was so many different players and they would bring in a new character and you didn't know if you could trust that one. But that one had knowledge and that one was, you know, had this information about the insurgents, Mm -hmm. you know, and they got us on that one when they named them the insurgents. That's love a named enemy. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's when it was it was serious, and then you throw the colors with it. Right, you know that actually was another thing in this episode. They had the terror alert, and how it was was orangey red or reddish orange or Mm -hmm, something like that, mm -hmm, which meant mm -hmm. it was really strong, but not quite red. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and that's what uh, Jasmine was worried about. She's like, yeah. there's you know this terrorist, and we're at level orange or whatnot. And they definitely did create, you know, fear. Like we didn't go anywhere. It was like, was it okay to travel? Was right. it was world travel okay? Was air travel I didn't okay? Fly for a long time after that. No, that's us weird. either. And that was in the time that we were, you know, college. We were going here oh, and shit. there, and you know, we had spring breaks to plan, and we were going to Vegas, and it was like, well, I guess we're not going anywhere. Um, you know, it's funny, yeah, that... Dina actually wrote something that from the episode that I had totally missed. Um, when they're shooting up the uh, the convenience store, the, the um, owner is like, your father helped me build this. Yeah. Because yep. they were our friends once and we yes, helped them, yes, you know, yes, blah, yes. blah, blah, blah. So like that, again, like there's so many little things in this. Like the first couple of times I watched this episode, we I kind of like in the back of my mind knew it, but I think it was like, 
take three or four. And I'm like, wait a second, tell me your theory again. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it just clicked. I'm like, oh my God, I can see it now. <laughs> yeah, see? no, it's... Uh, no, go ahead, Lindsay. I, I was just going to say, I put none of that together. None. <laughs> I was just doing taking away yes. that same thing we were just talking about, about blind allegiance and how politics, identity yeah. politics work in this country. Like, you know, oh, I think I see the gun. When mm-hmm. you're, like you said, your faculties work, you are just saying, I don't see a gun. There's nothing wrong. And then whose side are you on? Okay, mm-hmm. I see mm-hmm. the gun. And that is so relevant. It's both yes. militarily relevant and racially yep. in the cop sees the gun in the in yep. who is supposed to be the suspect. It's not the two white men holding the guns. It's the terrorist who might have a yes. gun we can't see. And so, yeah. and that that's a recurring theme in uh, in Black America. He's got a gun. No, it's a fucking cell phone. It's a pen. It's a ruler. It's a book. It's a whatever. A toy it's a car. diploma. Like, it could be anything. Yeah. It's his job acceptance. Like, it's anything that, and they're able to use that. Um, And they get fucking away with it. All they have to say is they think they saw a gun, and then it's fucking justifiable, no matter how old the kid is. Kid or adult. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, and it keeps happening, and, um, you know, the most recent thing, I think, of course, and I don't know, we don't believe we talked about it, but it's, you know, Breonna Taylor. Um, yeah. you know, they, they paid out money. And so it was like, as soon as they paid that money, everybody should have kind of known. Mm-hmm. I did. You know yeah. like I remember that, saying it. I'm like, oh, they ain't going to find him guilty. They're not even yeah, going to indict him. You know, yeah. it's an exchange, you know, you get the money. Well, then that, that, that puts a value. Unfortunately, you're saying that her life is only worth that amount when no, you are paying because you guys screwed the hell up mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and anybody else, you know, that is like, you know, non, you know, non-melanated would have been paid quick, fast, in a hurry, and those cops would have been, you know, uh, yep. would have been found guilty or would have had some type of uh, repercussion. repercussion. Mm-hmm. Some type, yeah, yeah. Um, but yet, it's one or the other when it comes to the lives of of, of black people. Yeah, um, yeah. it's infuriating, and that's kind of you know um, highlighted a little bit and touched upon in this episode as well. You know, I think the the uh, obviously, you know. Uh, what's it, the the lawyer Tom? Tom didn't mm-hmm. look anything like right. You know what the Xbox killer Nothing actually ended like up him. looking like. I like that Nothing. they did that too. I like that they had the actual suspect be like so completely polar opposite mm-hmm. of who they thought because mm-hmm. it's just it just highlights they were picking whatever black man they could find to pin it on. Yep. Because and they didn't yeah. even do any work. Like the fucking kids figured out in just a few minutes who actually did it. Yeah. And the cops couldn't figure it out. Had the picture drawn and everything. Yeah, because right? Riley's picture was right on point. Right? Like, it was right, right. on point. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that, that I liked how they kind of had like an A story and a B story mm-hmm. in a way in this episode, even though, you know, it was definitely more focused on getting Tom out and or the whole deal about going to the store and just, you know, the the under the undertones, what we're learning here even more in yeah. depth. Um, but yeah, it was very... I, this was an episode where I can say that everything was wrapped up and it was wrapped up in a way that it needed to be. Like, there didn't need to be a whole lot of backstory on Tom's, you know, deal mm-hmm. other than he was worried about being anally raped, which so it kind of made it kind of funny, <laughs> you know, By it way, a little joke. I feel like Dean absolutely <laughs> needs me to mention the fact that in Tom's nightmare in the beginning, 
I literally freaked out at the size of the cock that was. <laughs> oh, that's. I was like, holy good fuck, look. that's not going to happen. <laughs> like, that's what the fuck? <laughs> Ridiculous. I was like, stop right. making it steamy. I wanted to see how far. <laughs> like, I saw it was a, it was about knee. It was you know, knee length there. Yeah, yeah. That was great. That was actually that was very intimidating. I'm sure for Tom, poor Tom. Right? But uh, me and my way, I was like, oh, I was a little intrigued. I was like, what is, what's going on there? I like how you said I'm all clean. You see how I'm all clean? It was so funny. It, it wasn't even yes. hard yet, right? <laughs> yes, that, facts. That, that part hurts. <laughs> like that. It, okay, so um, I have watched quite a lot of porn in my life. Uh, <laughs> Anytime a porn star has a dick that big, they can never get it hard because it requires so much blood for it to happen. They can't get fully hard. <laughs> that fucking sucks. That's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess they do seem a little like there's a little you know bend to it sometimes. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm like I have as well, so I'm trying to think. That, mm. <laughs> That's like when no, you used to watch to do like, a little um, research. Cartoons right, you need, with like, genies. You know, seven, eight hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. You're gonna make me look tonight. Next week, I'm gonna be like, so I found one. Do it. Yeah, found one. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, that's a different episode. No, that's a- the size queens of Woodcrest. <laughs> right? So, Who is this prisoner? It's not. We need to find him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh fuck! I I don't think you're quite clean enough, sir. Let's see what's going on. And then next week, we've got 500 downloads this week. (laughs) (laughs) We have sponsors all of a sudden. It's crazy. Like we don't know. Lovers. What's this, um, Adam and Eve? Like, what other sex? I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. Yeah. You took more talking Poison about Adam and Eve. Is, anymore, right? yeah. Oh, Shebop in Portland. Yeah, Shebop. <laughs> oh, I've, I've heard of that one. Yeah. I have to, yeah. I could, uh, look up, yeah. Like, that's a different one. Mm-hmm. We'll get, we're mm-hmm. completely, we're just <laughs> yeah. off topic, just way <laughs> over here because of the extra large penis that oh. was. No, that uh, was in the shower with Tom. <laughs> so it's all relevant, guys. It's yeah. we're bringing it all back, yeah. all back, full circle. <laughs> That's funny. I don't think you saw you weren't here for that part. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, uh, you shake said, "Like no, I was not. I oh, was not." Uh, huh? I've seen the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to know if you remembered. So you can feel like you're into the conversation right now, and once you feel left out, every once in a while, demon mutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, all right. So, Is there anything yes, else lady. in this episode you guys would like to talk about? No, I think we covered um, everything pretty well. I mean, I think it was it, for Tom to be introduced the way that he was. I mean, he's already been introduced, but this was like his first, you know, real yeah. story, um, you know, story arc. So the way that he was introduced, it um, it kind of said a lot about him. It kind of lets you know a little bit of, you know, how, how, um, Anal he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, yeah. <laughs> what, what his fear is and then actually what his personality is like. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> so it's a, it was a good introduction. And then, um, I mean, if you guys did not catch all of the references, like, please go back now that oh you do God. know. And there's probably and more. And watch the episode again. I, yeah. I, yeah. This is literally like, I, if we had recorded this on our normal day, 
I probably would not have solidified it as much as I did because it literally was today, like an hour before we we started. Uh, like I took a shower, I got out. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch it a couple more times, and then I'm like, hey, wait, what was your thing again? I see it now. I get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Say it again. Tell me one more time because I got it. It's right there. It's right there. I'm, I yeah. mean, I do, I do write up those notes for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read your fucking notes. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, we're supposed to read those notes. I, I just try to help, you know. That's, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Well, speaking what oh, you're here right, for, producer, thank you. <laughs> yeah, speaking thank what you. you're here for, what's our white people yes. question of the night? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yes. uh, you know, and and by the way, I was I was in I was in the first first Iraq. I was True in desert st- desert storm. So I was. Uh, oh. So I've I've got history with all of that. So when I'm, they said I, we'd been there before, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. So yeah, this is th- that. So that was all very very familiar to me. So yeah, he noticed it immediately because you know yeah. that was a big so, part of his I life. Mean, yeah, because Jen Rummy and Rumsfeld, they called they called Rumsfeld rummy so uh and so that was yeah that was it was it was all very on point um but yeah thank you for your for your you know your time over there and your service and you know because that was a crazy time um it was nothing i was looking for college money that's so untrue that's actually yeah that's kind of a, a really important point um so, my camera just went out um so one of the things that is gaining steam right now, and even like Biden is starting to talk about it, like he's he's talking about canceling student debt. And I'm curious what that's going to do for the military, because wanting to go to college is one of the biggest reasons why we have such a huge fucking military, because so many people are too poor to access education on their own. Yeah, if GI they make Bill. It, yeah, if they make the if they make education free, our army is going to shrink. Period. There is that oh yeah that's going to happen. Well they, I, I mean, know people I, that are in the service and they're like, I can't wait until they're done. Like they're just trying to get to that mm-hmm. age of yeah. now of, of being able to retire. And they're like, I can't well, I, wait. And I, I, I know because uh, I mean the pro- what they'll probably end up doing, uh, and this is what they do to get people to reenlist, is they will pay a bonus instead of and so so instead mm. of it being the GI Bill or whatever it happens to be, it'll it'll be a bonus. They'll just give them cash. So something like oh, that. Yeah. So and then which then the cash will just go to waste instead of <laughs> anything like about going to college. Yeah. But um. But yeah. Kind of like a signing bonus, like yeah. what you know oh, they yeah. do to get ra- these young rappers mm-hmm. nowadays. Yeah. But so kind of the same it, thing. Like here's twenty five thousand. Yeah, making it a you know, career. Instead of indentured servitude. Like yeah. people would be yeah, right, still yeah. you'd still have poor people joining the army, but it wouldn't be under some guys, some like magical thinking that they're gonna be able to go to school after. Yeah. Like most of them are probably you know, a lot of them are yeah. gonna die the way that we're going yeah. right now. Unfortunately. Mm. So yeah. like shit. We like, keep messing with people that don't wanna play. Yeah. You know, we're we we keep playing with people that are like, okay, Walk around and find y'all out. wanna play. Right? Yeah, exactly. It was like um Ed's uh, uh the 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 convenience store like there were two guys in the back who came running oh, yeah. out with their guns when the shooting yeah. started like anyone that we might want to try to pick a fight with is gonna have friends yep mm-hmm. and at this point god help us all we still have let's see we have like 20 days till the election and i don't know how many days off the top of my head until hopefully a new president gets installed because this that feels like what's happening um but you know <laughs> Trump, Trump take could you. still start World War Three. <laughs> it could I'll, still. I'll take happen. you to conspiracy theory corner, though, y'all. 
Trump is not it. trying to start a war with anyone outside of America. Oh, God, Trump no. is trying to piss off all of our allies so that when he turns his attention on fucking the rest of us over, locking himself into that White House and instilling martial law across this country, nobody's going to fucking help us because he pissed them all off. And us American people are going to just be fucked while he tries to usurp this country. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, my my, th- that's my thinking why my is husband now war. has a gun. Yeah, same. I, that's re- why we have one. I, I can't wait till they perp walk his ass out of the fucking White House. Oh, God. <laughs> right? Because I feel like that that should happen. Like, he is oh, going yeah. to... Jimmy uh, Jimmy Kimmel made a joke the other day, and he was, he said something about, oh, don't worry, talking to Pence. He's like, when you go, you know, when you get to go visit your buddy, you know, yeah. in the pen, like he's you going know, to, you'll be able to... Like, he's going to get away with anything. The whole, every single fucking one of them, I hope, gets indicted on something. And there's yep. no, nobody in there can work with that man and not get slimy. How many people have been arrested already who worked with them? Already. I would love to see that freaking, that treat. Oh, Jesus you know, they, yeah. Yeah, oh, How many people? Yeah, people have made lists. I mean, I can't, <laughs> it's, it, it, I want to say it's at least 20 people deep that that have been either indicted or uh convicted so i want well i want to say at least that's why i said at least so yeah because like three of them have been pardoned and already released right yeah 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 cohen and i know cohen was one of them and flynn Roger Stone. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. He's out. Yeah. And that guy. Everybody who, who knows that shit. That guy who Everybody literally, who knows yeah, some good he shit. was literally like, um, hey, Trump, you better pardon me because <laughs> mm-hmm. like, he's like, I know mm-hmm. things. And Trump's like, um, you are pardoned. Go away. Don't ever come tell, call me again. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he wants to do it on his time. He wants to look like he is in control and it was his chess move that did it when these dudes are probably sitting back calling, you know, you have a collect call from prisoner, da, 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 da. you know, they're probably like, dude, put that on my commissary or get me the hell out of here or I will be speaking to somebody. I mean, look at the gentleman that wrote the, um, you know, the book recently, the one that he was like, oh, I didn't know I was talking to him like on the record, you know, the, the, um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The very well-respected journalist mm-hmm. who's been very well-respected for um, 9,000 years because he's 9,005 years old. <laughs> the guy who got Nixon. So, Come on now. Yeah, yeah. Like the so dude it's you like, were em- emulating was taken down yeah. by this man. Don't talk yeah, to him if you don't think... I, he thought he right? was smarter. He And that's his problem. You are not smarter than anybody, right? sweetheart. Like, stop it. Like, oh, you poor baby. But it's yeah, really once cute again, that sorry. someone told you <laughs> that you were a genius once, but right? somebody should have changed your thinking a while back. They lied because they wanted something. They he's, wanted something he's, from you. He's a walking participation trophy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. Oh, my God. That's why we should stop giving awesome. our participation <laughs> ribbons and trophies to our kids right now. Or they're going to end up uh, like Trump. Let's stop doing that right now. <laughs> you guys need to take that to the Biden yeah. campaign because that's an ad. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. I, we should. Yeah. We'll be famous. Right. So, well, since right. they listen to us, they already know. So, like, in the next two days... So, uh, so uh, back That's to that question. Be <laughs> <laughs> right. so, the thing that ten bring, minutes ago, bringing this back around, yeah. So it's it's and what, so it's uh, and this is actually kind of a a woke white person question. It's a sweet question. Uh, I like this it's, one. it's 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 you know it's some thought and so that which we like to hear. Uh, so it's and this is from Twitter. Am I intruding or am I supporting black owned businesses if I go into their hair salons in my neighborhood? So, right. So the first thing I think of is this is, well, are you going to a black owned business with the intention of hopefully looking like a black person when you come out? Yeah. 
Like, yeah. are you mm-hmm. wanting to get your hair in braids? Are you wanting to get like extensions? Are you wanting like yeah. what? What is it that you're looking for? If you're, I'm, I'm going to walk in and just say, "Fuck me up, do it." <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I'm, no. I'm going to end up walking out like gin rummy. Fuck off. Depending on where you go, if you yeah. go to some places in the like hood hood, you might come out with some cornrows and like right, and they'd be laughing a couple at you the cuts whole in your eyebrow. <laughs> like you might. If you just go in there and just go, hey, have at it. Uh, and there's <laughs> nothing wrong with white people getting fades and getting oh, like no, no, no. like it's that's a gorgeous culture that is emerging from barbershops right now. Can I just say that in in all colors that I've seen that on, I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Especially because it's yeah. it's very um, non gendered. I see a lot of men and women with those the the stylish like shaves and stuff, and I fucking love mm-hmm. that so much. Kind of short, you know. Mine mine is a little has been a little growth right now, but normally that's you know that's what I finally have gotten comfortable with is having the shorter, um, you know, cut hair, especially if you have the face shape for it and the, you know, the kind of head for it, go for it. Um, and it's, it's just another way to express yourself. It's no other different way than if you go and get tattoos or you get piercings and it's, you know, it's an art form. So one, you know, to lead back to what he was saying, if you're doing it respectfully, if you're not going in with, you know, like the black hair magazine that you picked up on the way in from the Rayleigh's and you're like, I want to look like Beyonce or, you know, you're like, just go ahead and bring me up. Like, you know, like, girl, make there's, me look there's pretty. nothing wrong I with it. I trust you. Make People, me yeah. look pretty. People that go to Jamaica yeah. or Mexico and nothing wrong yeah. with it. OK, but, you you know, you white people that like to go there and you send you pay the people on the beach to, you know, to braid you Guilty. up real quick and everything. <laughs> The, like the yeah. out of like two Monica, or three friends. family vacations we ever went on, one was Jamaica, and I I did the braid thing, and I because of my um sensitive the, the as sensitive as my my skin and my like mm-hmm, sensory mm-hmm, input is, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, not knowing at that age that I was autistic, but I mean, and mom, I know you listen to this. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that before we even like got back to the hotel, I wanted to start taking them out. So, and like my grandmother never got me to do braids because anytime yeah. she would start tugging on it, I would freak out. Well, this shit hurts. I mean, <laughs> right. so, it does. It, you know, there's a, t- there's a whole term called tenderheaded, tender-headed. for a reason. Hi, that was yeah. me. And you know what yeah. you get? Popped with the comb. <laughs> yep, and told to sit there. Yes. Deal you know, with that. They put a little more grease on there and they're like, here, yep. girl, be quiet. You know, the Still. little bumps that you get from your scalp being pulled too tight and yep. stuff. So, you know, if, if. If you want to be like that, and if it's for that purpose because you're on vacation, fine. But don't, you know, don't put it in and then go to like a Juneteenth rally mm. and think that like that, that is, you know, like you're doing something. Um, but being a customer in a black establishment, you know, a hair hair salon, one people that are um, black people, and when they become estheticians or cosmetologists or whatnot, they're trained in all kind of hair, not. Yep not vice versa. So it's easier for you to step into mm-hmm. a black hair, you know, hair salon and get your hair done and, and have somebody know how to take care of it properly than if I were going to go in and go into, you know, XYZ salon yeah. in freaking Beverly Hills. Yeah, exactly. Um, there, you, a black, um, any hair salon school that anyone goes to, I don't know what you would call them, but mm-hmm, any school mm-hmm. that you cosmetology. go to, cosmetology, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. teaching primarily white hair. Yep. So, like, yep. black hairstylists have learned multiple cultures worth of hair, not just yes. whatever the standard hairstylist is. And, yep. you know, it took me a long time to figure that out because I kept, like, I would go from hairstylist to hairstylist because, like, nobody knew how to do my fucking hair. 
And it always was just like, I'm not going to go. I'm just going to let it, you know, do whatever the fuck it's going to do. And mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. that didn't work. It literally was finding a black hairstylist who was like, oh, yeah, I've totally worked with your hair before. And finally found a cut that actually, like, looks good on me. Yeah. And like, you do have to see- take it and go to somebody who really cares. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not somebody who is just doing it. Um, you know, I I used to recruit for a cosmetology school. So I'm going to tell you the one, the, the most ethnic thing that they learn is how to do a jerry curl. Oh, and fuck. I don't understand why in any year that begins with 20, they would be teaching <laughs> oh my how God. to do a jerry curl. Wow. But that is standard on uh, the, the state board exam here for California. Um, so that's like the most ethnic thing that they learn how to do <laughs> now, um, other than perms. And I'm sorry, they do learn how to do straightening perms as well. But other than that, it's there's not a just straight focus on this is how you work with multicultural hair or this is how you work with just straight black hair. So, yeah. So that's pretty alarming but (laughs) well here's a stupid black girl question which is is there a difference between a jerry curl and a success perm which if you're listening you don't know a success perm is what a lot of asian people do when they get successful they they get a Mm -hmm. success perm Um, and i don't know if there's any difference between the two so any educated asian person (laughs) listening to this please get on my ass but um, no, I think it's very close. That's funny that you say that. There was that right. TV show, uh, Fresh, Fresh Off, off the, the Boat. boat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yes, and that's and that's why I'm laughing because that's what they did. They got successful, and the you know the in laws oh, came or the brother. Funny. It was like her sister and brother. Yeah, came and he had the nice car, but he also had the fresh Jerry curl. I, they're pretty, they're pretty much the same. I think that they use a different um. Agent, uh, oh my gosh, chemical. Yeah, or whatever. not toner, but yeah, like it's something in that process. But <laughs> it smells the same. Mm. Um, you know, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, um, I don't know why. I don't know why. I wish there was somebody that, you know, would explain to me why they feel that it's necessary to teach people how to do any type of curly perms in the year 2020. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, to answer that very sweet, that was a very endearing and like honest question. One, thank you for the support. I know, you know, that those, black salons would you know would say um come on in girl get your hair done let me see what we can right. do probably you know introduce you to some products that you had never even knew that was actually going to help you right. you know maybe with some frizziness or something like that like you're, if you you're got frizzy be... hair you probably have nice curly hair under that and you never been taught how to use yeah. it you never exactly. been introduced to different kinds of oils baby yes <laughs> and me yes i so i grew up i told y'all I grew up in the hood had a, mm. I wear a lot of weaves. Uh, my hair used to be very, very long down past my butt until my best friend, who was a hairstylist, and she was a Puerto Rican girl, um, and she's one of the most beautiful women you'll ever see in your life. Looks almost exactly like Marilyn Monroe, but had a very jealous streak, and she cut all of my hair off to my shoulders. <gasps> oh, Whoa. So I oh, started and said, no. yeah, fuck this. I started just wearing weaves uh, all uh, the time, is, just is, wearing weaves. Uh, is she still alive? <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. But I and did she's like still with us, right? There was like a bagel store near her shop, so I went to bring my mom some bagels after, and I just walked into my mom's house, and she was like, "Please promise me you will never speak to that girl again. You will never <laughs> be around that girl again." Because my mom was the one really taking care of it. I'd go to her house for to wash it, and you know, do all this stuff. Yeah. But um, so then I found this Ooh, really girl, awesome you are nice girl, and, and we are still in the aftermath now. Um, but Oof. it took years to do it. 
But I found a stylist. Her name was Mecca in upstate New York. Amazing stylist. Black salon. Um, black salon vibe. Like she's selling purses out. Louboutin purses. Girl, say, and heels. So all of it. And, probably got the best movies. Yeah. Plates that came yep. through and everything. You got to eat and everything. And then yes. other people come in selling. <laughs> like, yeah, people come in selling uh-huh. food, co- selling whatever, selling their own wares. Uh, you are, exactly as MG said, you are more than welcome in the space. You can't roll up in there, though, like, trying to, like, be down or like being weird yes, and shit. Yes, like girlfriends, yeah. what's going on? Don't do all that weird shit. Um, yeah. But when I moved to Turn Cali, some fifty cent, you know, shit like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like dancing weird and shit. Just be normal and whatever. They'll chat you up. They'll be chill. Um, but when I moved out to California, I was like, okay, shit, I need to put weed back in. It's you, it's too humid out here. California was not what I thought, or at least the Bay Area. Um, I found a stylist finally in Oakland. Um, she did my hair. Awesome. Amazing. Awesome lady. And then I said to her, like, oh, okay, I'll come back next week to Oakland and or next month or whatever. And she's like, oh, well, where, where do you live? I was like, oh, Walnut Creek, which is a very affluent mm-hmm. kind of white area. And um, she's like, oh, I work out of this salon there. So I go see her there to put a weave in. And you would be shook how many white people, because it's a white area, walked by, came in the salon, asked her, like, can you do white hair? And she's like, yes. absolutely. Because we yes. do tape And please weaves. let her do your hair so you guys have a weave that looks good. <laughs> yes. Please stop looking like you went to CVS, got whatever clip-in that they had, <laughs> and then think that shit looks good. It does not. Yes. Okay? So... Yes. So please do, actually. Please and do go did, to the Black Salon. <laughs> she does bonded hair, um, yes. some other kind of weird technology I didn't know, but it was so cool. Like, I saw her do it on a girl once. You can't even tell. It's an extension. Like, there is, so my point being, there is knowledge there that you could be missing out on by yep. not contacting your Black stylist um, because she's like a wizard. And like, she has made tons of, of clients from just sitting there in this white city doing my hair in a window. Nice. Yes, and Walnut Creek is very white. You yeah. conquer, oh, yes. you know, Pleasant Hill. Yeah, I I grew up and was living, you know, in, in that area. I lived in uh, Conquer right off of Kirker, uh, what is it, Kirker Pass Road? Is it that one? Yeah, right off there, long time yeah. ago. Um, right by the drive in. I was right over by the drive in. You said what? Uh uh-uh, uh, in Conquer, not Bailey Road. Um, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Barcava. Once again. So no, but you're absolutely right. Um, what I what I used to love is um when people would come into the salon or to the salon part of the school where I was a recruiter at. And you couldn't choose a student because this these students were getting their hours, you know, on the floor. Mm-hmm. So if you came in, whoever was ready, whoever was in that like senior class and whoever was ready, that's what you got. So I used to love when it was like older white women who'd be like, oh, God, I, you know, I'm coming in for a coloring or, you know, I want my like, you know, mama from mama's family's kind of blue hair, you know, oh, hair, yeah. you know, coloring going on. The blue wash. And yes. And how they would be you know, clutching their purses and how they'd be so, you know, just walking precariously over to their chair. And about, you know, 30 minutes in, they're like, that is the best. You know, my hair has never been washed like that. My massages and my scalp has never been massaged like that. And by the time they walk out of there, they're looking 30 years younger because this young black woman has convinced you to be like, let's go with a different color. Let's do this. Let's zhuzh you up a little bit, you know? So, and and teaching them things and teaching them things, yeah, that they didn't, <laughs> that they didn't even think they were possible. Right. And, you know, and, and one, you're coming in you're paying $25 because it's a student. But two, you're walking out of there with knowledge and another look when you're walking in there and you didn't think that you wanted this black girl, Mexican girl, or whoever to, to help you. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to tell you now, you're going to get that flavor. You're going to get that extra touch. Going to beauty salons in the Black community is... Um, it's a pa- it's a rite of passage. It's kind of something that, you know, women do. It's uh, where you can kind of find your tribe, you know, and you go in there and you sit all day, all day, okay? You could be going in there for a wash and a blow dry and you will get it at 10 and you will easily leave at four. <laughs> and later. you'll be entertained mm-hmm. that entire time. But like Lindsay said, you may get a new purse, some shoes, you'll get a good, you know, plate <laughs> of spaghetti. Yep. You go hear the latest gossip. You are going to, you know, walk out of there with some new friends and maybe, a you know, a graduation party to go to. You know, um, the, the closest I've ever had to something like that, <clears throat> you know, living in white North Seattle, uh, when I was growing up, my mom had a really good friend who lived down the street. And th- they had built like a hair salon in her basement, basically. And, you know, she would see clients in there. And so that's where I would go and get my hair done. And, you know, this this woman was probably my mom's age, had a, had a daughter about my age. And so me and the daughter would like hang out. And we would spend all day there, not because it was like hanging out at a hair salon, but because I was hanging out with, Christy, while mom was hanging out with Pat. <laughs> and, I mean, I I look back at pictures. Um, like, I she did my hair for my junior prom. And this was the mid-90s. So imagine, if you will, the, the hair that I wanted was um, the, like, twist, uh, like, almost fake cornrow twists that would go into, mm-hmm. like, a messy bun, and then you have uh, curls coming down curls coming and that down. shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I looked so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 90s. Everybody did. It was, but it wasn't just the 90s. Yes. It was the 90s white woman trying to do a white hairstyle on my oh. not-white hair. So... <laughs> She was trying. She was trying. She was trying. I'm no, probably you know, the we, only black hair that she ever, ever, ever put her hands on, but she was uh, trying and it was awesome. Yeah. And probably <laughs> all she needed was a little like gel or something else just mm-hmm. to make like it a little, just, too a little much, tighter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But hey, girl, I used to make my ponytails like that in the microwave. Oh. Okay. You would get a straight ponytail. Yes. You would put some freeze on it and roll that bad boy up with some rollers and put it in the microwave for what? like two and a half minutes. Yes. yes. What? And then it. Take those. Yep, that's exactly how everybody made those curly ponies. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Right. So, hey, don't feel bad <laughs> that you didn't have a crunchy microwave, you know, <laughs> curly ponytail on the back of your head. I My best friend just tagged me in <laughs> our senior ball picture. If we ever shared pictures, okay, I had mm. gloves on, a long dress. You couldn't tell me nothing. But Ooh. in 96, I was, it was shit. So you Girl, I had nothing. fishnets and Doc Martens on underneath my prom dress. Aww, I love <laughs> very that. Very 90s. Yeah. Grunge. Very, very grunge. Very. I mean, I, I, I lived in think. Seattle and graduated yeah. in 1997. It was yeah. fishnets and Doc Martens. That's why I'm like, that is, <laughs> I, I'm, that's why I'm not surprised. Like, that is, I could name probably six or seven girls that they wore that same outfit to oh, homecoming. To prom, to graduation. <laughs> um, I mean, I used to love the look, but my parents would never buy me any Doc Martens. And then when I started working, I didn't want to spend my money. So I was like, yeah. well, hey, I get that. guess I won't ever have any. Uh, but yeah. So here we go once again. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Off the tracks, per se. But hey, no, I fuck. think we... Uh, you know, I love that. I, one of my, yeah, one of my favorite yeah. things about doing this is that, yeah, we're talking about social justice. And yeah, we're talking about the boondocks, but... We're talking. We're just hanging yes. out and we're yeah. talking. We have yeah. we have a basic agenda. 
boo, we're just hanging yep. out and talking. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's and, what I want, you know, it's natural and it's organic. I've said yeah. it before. It's so yes. organic. So, yeah. And, I mean, the people that I've talked to really, I mean, it seems to be... Enjoy. Seems, seems that people like it. Yes. Yeah. It seems, <laughs> I have I'm a few friends it. who literally, like, when they when they listen to it, they will basically, like, live tweet me as they're doing it or live text me. And so they were like, oh, my God, at 17, da-da-da-da-da. And I'll be like, hold that's on. That's so cool. You need to back up and tell me what we were talking about so I know yeah, how to answer yeah. that question. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, thank you. I love when you share, you know, the the retweets and, and you know, the positive comments that we're getting, you Absolutely. know, and so thank you to everybody that's listening. I'm glad that you guys are enjoying on this journey thus far and that you guys are having as much fun as we, you know, we have every week. So, yeah, because like I said, I started off with like low energy and 30 minutes in, you know, it's still there. The migraine's still there, but I'm having a good time. So right. I was able to just kind of like say, bitch, sit back. You can come back when I'm done. Right now, I'm good. Uh, we're having fun. I so, mean, yeah. you know, to take this to a, a not as as happy place. Um, so, like, this week um, is really hard for me. Uh, one week from today, it'll be the first anniversary of my sister dying. Mm. And so that's been really affecting every aspect of my life, right? Like, I'm just feeling it all over everywhere, mm. honestly, all the time. I've just spent the last hour not thinking about it. And that's probably the first time in a while that I haven't just sat and thought about it. So, like, talking to you guys is part therapy. It's, like, I'm I'm learning how to feel part of a tribe, you know? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Because so, I never really felt like I had that before. So, this is really awesome. And I love you guys so much for this. Oh, that's Hell awesome. yeah. I'm totally, yes, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> yeah, I'm crying because that, that, that's just awesome. That's sweet. And I'm glad that, um, and I'm sure Lindsay feels the same way, that we can be you know, the the catalyst of that, or we can be your, you know, your place to kind of forget all the bullshit for a couple hours per week. Even when we're um, talking about the bullshit, I'm forgetting about the bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It doesn't for affect real. me as much. Yeah. That's so. what a tribe does. That's what these strong yonis do. <laughs> <laughs> Yoni club. Strong, powerful yonis. Do you want to change the name giggle. of the podcast? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let's talk about periods. <laughs> He'll be, he'll be like, please don't. Our downloads just went all the way down. All the way down. <laughs> all the way no. down. Actually, <laughs> it might skyrocket. There might be some people that are really into that for other reasons. I mean, we don't know. That's a whole nother podcast, though. Let's right? right. <laughs> yes, it's called The Trash Talking we'll Podcast. That one. Please listen. There yes. are several period yes. episodes. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> I love it. I should definitely need to get on that. because For real? Oh, my me God. Me and that one. I'm ready for her to go away. Aunt Flo can go away. You know, actually, I have an appointment next week to uh, start that process. Oh, mm. lucky you! I've been I've I've been lobbying for it for a decade, and I finally have enough proof that shit's fucked up. And I have I'm 42 fucking years old. I'm not having another baby. Take it the fuck out, right? Which is basically what They're I told just... my doctor, and she said, "Well, we have to come up with a better way to phrase that." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right? so, can't really put that. That's not a medical. Right. You know, how do I code that? I don't know how I would code that one. So, yeah, no, um, you know, had tubes tied after the last one. And I remember telling my doctor, just go ahead, do it, and just take it. Like, do what you need to do. Tie it. Do, do whatever you have to do to stop that. And he's like, oh, well, it's natural. Blah, blah. Okay, of course you're going to say that. Fuck you. You, know, you got a good Tied. another 20 years. Why? And I'm like, well, are you trying to make me depressed? I, that's, not, right. that's not the response. Yeah, so. One of my yeah, girlfriends. Once again, 
She asked at 30, she said, I'm not doing it. I'm not having kids. Tie, take them. I, tie it. I don't want it. And her doctor said, I cannot do that. It is medical, not malpractice, but it, there's a term for it. Like it's medically irresponsible, basically. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she went back and forth. I was like, girl, are you going to take this shit to the Supreme Court? She was like, right. no, but I, I want mean, to. I wish somebody would, right? Like, right. I'm going to be perfectly honest here. I had, I've, I've never had a normal any of that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, trigger warning, I'm talking about fucking periods, but whatever. Ugh, like, turn I, it off. I've never, I was very, hmm. without going into detail, I had multiple miscarriages and it, mm-hmm. and all on birth control. And um, basically, like, I've, I've never been able to have kids. It wasn't ever going to happen. And that was known from the time I was in my early 20s. And they still wouldn't take it out. Wow. So, um, but that's like, like, we've dangerous. gotten to a point now. Right? So, because it's like they were just forcing you to live with, you know, with problems, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And just reoccurring, uh, you know, infections or just, you know, just Migraines. so many things can happen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many things can happen. And, and oh, yeah. talking about it, it's like, why can't we have the choice to be able <laughs> to make that decision whether or not we want to live the rest of our lives where, you know, having the accidents or like just having to go through a period if you know that that right? is not what you want to do. And then let's say you do choose to want to have a, a child. Well, then there are so many babies out there that need parents. So mm-hmm. if you're not able to have because you made a decision, you know, 10 years before to want to, you know, pack up Aunt Flo and send her on her way, um, then that's a decision that you have to come to terms with or at least be able to make that, you know, that grown decision and say, well, I'm going to I'm going to provide a life for somebody else, you know, for another child, one that I didn't biologically have. But it's it's um, I'm surprised it hasn't become more of a. Uh, a topic, you know, for women's rights as far as your health to be able to make that decision. Um, I'm sure that'll come up Sunday, someday, but we're still fucking fighting the same thing we've been fighting for 50 years. So, yeah. like, say not with Amy potential, on that bench. Right? We all know <laughs> that that, that, that <clears throat> person is going to be a Supreme Court justice eventually because that's the way fucking politics are. Mm-hmm. But, like, the fact that it is 2020 and we are potentially putting someone on the Supreme Court that basically believes that our founding fathers were right about everything. Mm-hmm. And so we should go back to those times. The good old That means days. that women and black people are lesser beings. And this woman is about to be a Supreme Court justice. And this is, I just, I can't believe it's 20 fucking 20 and we have somebody like this who's about to be in a lifetime appointment. And she's young enough to for it to be like mm-hmm. lifetime. Like she can end up being, you know, like as old as as RGB. Right. Um, God, that's um, terrifying. Yeah. Or RBG. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it. I've watched it over the past couple of days, and I was just like, "There's just something. There's just something." You know, she I presented herself well as far as like cool, calm. You know, cool, calm, and collected, being able to answer questions. Um, not dance around them too much. She kind of did, but not where it was like that's all to she's doing. She refused to answer the certain any basically like anything that um, could Challenge. make her look bad. Basically, yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. She but refused like, to panic. admit that she would like stand for something. And what was it? She said something about um, that she couldn't. Oh God, I wish I could remember the words exactly. But she said something along the lines of, "I, I can't." answer hypothetical scenarios right which is mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. what you do in law school 
Yeah. Literally yeah, law school. What, yeah, yeah. So yeah. fuck you. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Yeah, so I yep. oh gosh, we'll see. That is kind of, kind of scary, but um, this was going so well. Let's not talk yeah. about that time. No. Yeah, I think it's I think it's uh, I think it's about time to say yes. Yeah. yeah, but it was great talking to you guys, and we will see you all next yes. week. Yes. Don't take this the wrong way, but I need you to get the hell up out of here. Thanks for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We hope to see you back again next week for the story of Gangstalicious. Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com slash links. Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's 760-WE-3-UNDO. Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag make a change by K-I-R-K. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Our outro is Good Times by Audio Binger. You can find them on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube.